This week, we talk about the five big lifts. Also, we'll take the mystery out of autophagy. Did I pronounce it right? I don't know. We'll find out. And we're going to check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. Autophagy? Autophagy? Isn't that what you're doing right now with the music? Autophagy? I'm autophagy. Oh, fading. Autophagy. Not only did I not know what it meant, I didn't know how to say it. Still not sure I'm saying it right. You are. Autophagy? Yep. Wow. I even enunciate the right syllable. Once you get it, you'll feel like an idiot for not being able to do it before. <laughs> yes. It's like it's uh, not that hard of a word to pronounce. No, but you know, it's one of those ones where you're just not, you just don't know it. You're ignorant. And I, I was definitely that. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I gotta be playing a rock and roll band. Yeah, baby. You're not supposed to know those words. I'm too smart to play guitar. You just need chords. I, all I have to do is count to four. I don't know. Fuck. How many are there? I know nothing. My <laughs> wife, and my daughter, Mel and Emmy, they talk about that stuff about music. Yes, because they're both really musically inclined and oh, talented cool. and smart, and yeah. I'm none of those things. <laughs> right. So they talk about all that stuff. Oh, all right. Here's a funny story. Well, yeah. Basic music is math, so. I'm screwed. Yep. I like words. Um, funny story. I'm funny ready. story. I'm ready. They're talking about the conductor. Oh, yep. And I said, <laughs> and after it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, you know, that's just the shit you keep to yourself because nobody else <laughs> on this planet needs to know that. I said, but for years I used to think that the conductor with his little stick was actually like drawing the notes. Oh shit! <laughs> For real? Yeah, I thought they were just watching him. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And, then, <laughs> and I'm watching the people playing the instruments. I'm like, they're they're fucking geniuses. How can they? <laughs> they're really keeping up fast? But, but wrong. But they're and they're not even wrong. watching them. Right. They're all watching their sheet music. So I'm like, why is he even up there now? I'll now that I know that he's not doing that, why is yes. he even there? I'll, well, I'll confess, before I was a musician, uh, I kind of thought he was like pointing to the people, your turn, you play now, your turn, you play now. That makes sense too. Right? Yeah, yeah but exactly. But, but, maybe, maybe he is. But they're still not looking at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, conducting is hard. Is it? It is. <laughs> you gotta, well, you got to know the tempo. I'd be screwed. Because if you screw that up, I what, can if, barely, what if you started off too fast? I can barely two-step. Right. Yeah, I'm in trouble. All right. Well, before we get into our stuff this Say week. Say the word. Say it. Say what? That word. Autophagy. Oh, that boy. Autophagy. You got to know. They probably spell it weird over in Britain. Right, um, who's this smarmy guy? <laughs> Dr. Gregory House. Okay, this guy... For those listening on the audio podcast, I'm bringing up a tweet by Dr. Sean Baker, and this is Dr. Neil Bernard, president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Kind of reminds me of the PMRC from the 80s that thought Twisted Sister was bad. <laughs> Remember Al Gore's wife? Tried to <laughs> tried to tell him rock music was bad. Remember yep. that? And then Dee Snyder actually went to Congress. The lead singer, Twisted yes. Sister, yep. showed up in his like super tight jeans and his massive blonde hair and testified. God, I do remember. That was some That's good why shit. I'm sad. You know what? Not a squirrel, just real quick. <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny you mentioned that because I was blasting some of my classmates the other day because everyone all, – all my classmates now, they all turned into these kids who'd go behind the school and smoke weed and skip school, and they're all just <laughs> rebels. They listen to that, <laughs> yeah. and they're listening to the music. And right. Now they're – now they're – they think they're Sean Hannity, and they're <laughs> on Facebook – They're responsible and – Preaching about – Behavior. WAP and – and Cardi B and yeah. the, the lyrics. I'm like, dude, I listened. <laughs> I listened to Two Live Crew with you. Yeah, don't, Wa- don't even come at me with that. Well, WAP. Remember WASP? F, yeah, F like a beast. Right. Remember that song? Oh no. So and it's like <laughs> they're just words, man. And all of a sudden they're just <gasps> what you need is Jesus. Well, that's what when you're when you're a teenager, you you know you just want anything that's against the man. Right. So you know, I'm, and I'm like people that love WAP now. That's a Cardi B song, right? About yeah. her Porsche. I love it. Right. I so, love that. I love like her new one too. Up. Oh, that's great. But she's, you know, the, she's super talented. Most of the people that are 17 and love that song now, like one of the reasons they like it is because it pisses old people off. That helps. And then but when she's good too. Yeah, but when they're 50, they're probably gonna be like, oh my God. Back in my you day. Know, exactly. Well, and that's the whole thing is back in my day. Go read two live two lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tell me that they're, they're, they're back in your days, any they're bad by now. Right. By, by exactly. <laughs> Beastie boys. What, what the With hell? A wiffle ball How do we back. get into two life crew? Um, because that guy was testifying against Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the PC, oh yeah, the PCRM. So that reminds me of the P it sounds like the P M R C, but it's not. But they're just as nosy and want to get in your business. So anyway, uh, Sean Baker tweeted and this guy's quote, and he said, lack of meat makes you stupid. And I'll just read this guy's quote from Dr. Neil Bernard, who, by the way, is from Fargo, which makes it just that much worse. It's probably a Bruin. He says, meat consumption is just as dangerous to public health as tobacco use. See, he just he's not even trying to hide it. He just says it outright. It is time we looked into holding the meat producers and fast food outlets legally accountable. Dude. Uh, libertarian, however, I don't agree with that last sentence. I don't disagree with that last sentence or the last half of that sentence. Well, just don't don't eat fast food, but it should be your choice. True. And for should him it, to legally hold meat producers accountable, what the hell? Because he equates meat to tobacco use. Uh, and I found another, uh, another quote in this article. Can't find it here. I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, okay. He says, uh, I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota, and my extended family is all in the meat industry. Boy, I bet they love him. They're good and decent (laughs) folks. Like the tobacco farmers before them, they got involved in an industry thinking they were making a product that was safe and healthful. But science caught up with them, and and we realized that tobacco causes lung cancer. He's literally drawing the exact parallel between tobacco and meat. Give me a well, break. Why are we acting like meat was some new thing that someone just discovered? No, but he's saying we we in his mind, we progressed. The science finally caught up and we realized just like we realized tobacco was bad. Now we're at the well, point. Well, no, but the where he says they got involved in an industry thinking they were making a product that it, it Well, just like if you since and I mean cavemen ate meat. I'll give him that though, because well because like the guys in Tennessee or wherever they grew tobacco, they just did it because their parents did it, and it was just a crop to sell. And tobacco's not bad for you. I don't even know. It's just a leaf, right? <laughs> it's what they do with it and crunch it up and put the nicotine and all the chemicals. Yeah, yeah, that right. Makes you crave it fortnightly. So then he says, uh, 
that put the industry in a tough position and it put those workers in a tough position. But the government jumped in and supported a transition away from these products. A generation later, that's exactly where we are with meat. And then he's got boycottmeat.com. Jesus Christ. And then the 21-day vegan kickstart. More like vegan kicking the balls. And he's the guy that's going to walk around with that wrist bra brace on because he pulled a ligament in his arm moving a box. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, he's not even trying to hide it anymore. He's literally saying it's exactly like, like you know, the same the guys at Philip Morris, which, which by the way, the funny thing about Philip Morris and those companies, I mean, they just make normal grocery store food now. Right, yeah. They, <laughs> they were like, okay, people don't like cigarettes anymore, which, by the way, they still do buy shit tons of cigarettes. For sure. But okay, the consumption has dropped, so they're like, well, I guess we'll just make Cheerios now. Right. <laughs> Just as bad. So, you know, you really have to decide for yourself what goes into your own mouth. And I, I was just talking to somebody about this and, you know, we we were talking about how like, and they work, this person works in a hospital and, you know, they were saying the food at the hospital is ironically horrible. Right. Like if you go to the, like the, they'll, they'll, the food they bring to your room when you're in the hospital is horrible. Jello. Yeah, it's like it's all the worst thing you would ever give anybody if you're trying to make them healthier. It's almost like schools, you know, elementary schools, high schools, horrible food. Um, you know, they count tomato sauce on pizza as a vegetable and <laughs> ketchup's a vegetable. Right. You know, a heart healthy diet of pizza rolls. Yeah, pizza rolls, chicken nuggets, just all kinds of breading and carbs and processed crap. I like chicken nuggets yeah, with of course barbecue sauce. Who doesn't love them? I mean, kids uh, obviously l love that crap, but yeah, so this guy, this Neil Bernard guy is from Fargo, which just makes it that much more shameful for me. <laughs> so Sean Baker is taking him on. I thought that was pretty funny. But those guys scare me. Like, you know, he if he had his way, he's going, I mean, he's got a whole organization designed to try to legislate against meat producers. Oh, and because that, he's just so altruistic. Yeah, and that's just scary shit, you He know? just wants to save the world. Yeah, exactly. Really? From the evils of meat. That's really his intention. Apparently. I, I mean, I think he, the thing is, Could I think these maybe guys. maybe be money? Well, I don't know. You know, I don't know how he makes his money besides. By scaring people? Yeah, is it selling? I don't know if he's selling some type of vegan stuff or if he's got stock in the impossible. You know, what, I'm not trying to be, but, I'm not trying to be muted or not participate in our extremely popular podcast. But the more I learn, and this is an old, you know, higher ed phrase, mm -hmm. but or philosophy or whatever. The more I learn about nutrition, period, right. the more scared I get because – I realize how much we don't know. There's so much that we don't know, not just me. It's heavy. No, no, what? <laughs> supposed to keep talking? Um, <laughs> I, was no, just, for real, I was just paralyzed with fear there for a minute. It should be. But <laughs> it, it's terrifying to think about how much we don't know about food. Well, and just and, and then all the forces out there, like I was talking with this person, 
all the forces out there do not give a shit about what is actually the best for you. It's just literally what can we make the biggest margin on? Well, yeah. And that's it. it right, exactly. It does not matter. I mean, if they if they could legally sell cocaine, they would they would be on the grocery store shelves. My concern is the more and more time I spend in this space, my concern is that we as a society are way, way, way too wrapped up in well, look at him. Could he be? Could look at his look at his abs. How is he wrong? Right. It's just that the visual, that aesthetics that we get so caught up in, and it becomes we get so fixated on. We talk about it all the time. You could eat twelve hundred calories of gummy bears and lose fat. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's you can, you can all be, it becomes about. You could be lean, yeah, and but not healthy, right? right. And I, we're really, really losing sight. Mm-hmm. But then the polarizing opposite of that is when people go, see, see, I can eat whatever I want <laughs> and yeah. I, I can be, I don't have to be, you know, ripped. Right. You just said it. Mm-hmm. That guy's ripped, but he's not healthy. Well, I'm not ripped, then I'm healthy. Because <laughs> if that's true, the opposite has to, you know, that's just, it's so exhausting. Well. Yeah, what you're basically what you're saying is it's hard to decide who's right because we can't even decide the metrics by which it's going to be measured. Right, and then for every link, yeah. there's a link in that story you just had up there, and it said there was a link. It said recent Harvard study, and there was a little blue yeah, underline talking about how meat eaters are less healthy. Right, and but that's because of unhealthy user bias, by the way. Because I, and they, I can find ten articles yeah. that are the exact opposite. They eat tons of fries and all kinds of shit with their meat, and we end up in this huge. Staring contest, right? And neither side blinks. Which I don't. Again, as a libertarian-minded person, I don't give a shit. Right. If somebody wants to eat eighteen heads of lettuce a day, I don't care. Right. Just don't say things like "I'm going to make," "I'm going to work hard to make meat illegal," and then because he's a high-powered doctor and has a foundation and all this stuff, right? He's working to tax it or make it harder to get. What do they do with cigarettes? They basically, I mean, how? What what's the markup and or taxes on a pack of cigarettes now? All of it. It's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, you know that's if you just leave me the hell alone, I don't care. You go ahead and eat, you know, right. eighteen heads of lettuce a day. I don't give a shit. That's don't try I, to make it harder for me to get meat. Right. That's where that's what gets my dandruff. But then, just playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. But what about all the legislation to outlaw the big gulp and? Coca-Cola in schools and... I don't want any of that. I don't want the government involved at all in any of it. Right. I want... If people want to raise cattle and sell them, they should be able to do that. I mean, did you know you can't even buy, like, pounds of hamburger from a rancher, you know, that whole bullshit? You have to... to the butcher. Yeah, it's all... It's overregulated. You should be able to, if you want to enter in a transaction with a local rancher, be able to buy as much or as little of a cow as you want. And if somebody else wants to sell 18 heads of lettuce at the farmer's market, you should be able to go buy that. And I, I want the government to stay the hell out of all of it. I'll decide what I want to put in my mouth and who I want to buy it from. And if you as a vegan want to do the same thing, go ahead. And if you want to drink a keg of high C a day, <laughs> that's on you. Orange drink. <laughs> oh, it's pronounced orange drank. All right. So, the, uh, yeah, it's right, the. The exact quote escapes me, but I think it's 
think it's TJ that said, um, never trust a guy's or never trust a gov- government who says they're here to help under the guise of safety. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you got to – ultimately, you got to worry about yourself. That's what – you know, because you, when you're a kid, you just think, well, the school obviously has my best interest at heart. And then they hand you to the big slice of rectangular pizza yeah. with French fries. And then as you get older, you realize, wait a minute, that was like the worst thing they could have served me, you know. Because it's cheap. Because it's cheap and it's you know easy to produce it's and it yeah. has preservatives and uh, but as a kid you think they have your best interests at heart and they just either don't know better or they just have to get by on a certain budget, right? So you you just have to really make these decisions like, for yourself, like impoverished families. But that's a whole other episode. Yeah, because you know honestly, if you're eating doing intermittent fasting, I tell my wife all the time because she'll bitch when I buy like ribeyes, you know, at yep, tw- right. 11, 12 bucks a pound or whatever. I'll go. I'm the cheapest date in the house. Right. Because if I'm eating one ribeye a day, yep. you know, I'm eating the least amount. I'm consuming the least amount of food in this whole house. Yep. As far as by volume and by dollar amount. For sure. You know. <clears throat> That's what I always tell people. People, And are, you don't have to expensive. eat ribeyes either. No. Ground beef and eggs. Yep. If you just get ground beef and eggs and some salt and drink water out of your tap, your grocery bill will plummet. So and, out of your waistline. And- Oh, yes. That was good. <laughs> uh, I like that. Well, speaking of- uh, It's true, though. I tell people that all the time. If it's They're like, eating healthy is too expensive. No, it's no. because you just eat too much expensive healthy food. No shit. Just don't and eat it, as much of it. Right. And you won't have to. You don't have to have filet mignon all the time or ribeyes. Right. Here's the other thing, though, and we've said this before, but what is more expensive- than having to go to the freaking doctor and have medical procedures and buy insulin yep. and be on statins and all these other consequences and have yep. to buy bigger clothes all the time. These are just my pre-medications. <laughs> right. I mean, I I think the cheapest thing ever is to eat ground beef and eggs and stay out of the freaking hospital and never use your insurance deductible, you know? And th- that that is the cheapest way to get by, in my opinion. And then if you don't go... If you are healthy and you're not in the hospital, the doctor all the time, then you get an HSA. Mm-hmm. You load that thing up with cash. Mm-hmm. That's as good as money. That's right. You raise your stool up a little. You look, you look like a little kid compared to me. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, see, I'm just getting comfortable. You look like you're my, you're, like, you're my son. It's because I'm slouching. Daddy, what are we talking about? I finally today? got a chair where I'm okay. Yeah. I need some padding for that. Muscular ass of yours. It shouldn't would be the opposite. Okay, so I, I, speaking of funny things, I found this funny uh, meme here, and it says, uh, which we're talking about the five big lifts this week. It says, ever since I began heavy deadlifts, one testicle has become slightly larger than the other two. Is this normal? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> oh. I'm going to have to see what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I want to know what that abnormality is. That was funny, though. That was really good. Um, okay, so we got uh, a question from a, a listener. Or watcher. Or watcher, yep. Hope so this is from it. Joan. She says, I have a great question for you about fasting. This goes back to our fasting episode a few episodes She called ago. her own question great. Yeah, and she's right. <laughs> 
I have been told that fasting activates a person's natural human growth hormone. Is there truth to that? Fact. I'm going to go with fact. True. Yes, it is true. And I found this uh, article from Diet Doctor. Um, He's and, got a phenomenal podcast, by the way. It's not as good as this one. No, no, obviously not. But it's, but it's really good. It is really good. And he's got actually a great website too, dietdoctor.com. He's got tons of stuff about low-carb, carnivore, everything, keto. Um, and he, this article goes really into depth about what human growth hormone is, why it's beneficial, and why you don't want to have low levels. I have a correction to make. Okay. I had mentioned that. How could you have a correction when you're never, ever wrong, though? Hey. Even a clock's wrong twice a day. I don't know. Something. There's a, there was a clever witty comeback, and I can't think Even of it. Even a Dewey's wrong twice a year. Right? Right? <laughs> Maybe. Probably not, though. No, but the, the um, one of my clients who had mentioned that she ordered some stuff from the diet doctor. Oh. And it was, they wouldn't return it. They said 100% mm-hmm. money back guarantee, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. wouldn't take it back, and then they still want to charge her shipping. Yeah. It wasn't. Oh, it was Dr. Eric Berg. Oh, different site. Okay. Yep. It was not Diet Doctor. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. His name His name is safe. All right. So anyways, on this article, he talks about what human growth hormone is, why it's important. Uh, we won't go into that, but um, this this paragraph is pertinent to the listener's question. It said, they st- uh, published a study of a single patient who decided to go undergo a 40-day fast for religious purposes. Glucose goes down from 96 initially. It drops to 56. Insulin goes way, way down, starting at 13.5, drops quickly to 2.91, and stays down. That's an almost an 80% drop. So he talks about why that's beneficial for type 2 diabetics. But our concern here is HGH. It starts at 0.73 and peaks at 9.86. That is a 1,250% increase in growth hormone. A shorter five-day fast gives a 300% increase. All this HGH increases without drugs. So I'd say that's a pretty definitive, hell yeah. So what is, I'd like to see this numbers on short-term time-restricted feeding or intermittent. Yeah, that would be, that's a, that's a, uh, one I don't have the answer for. HGA, everyone says, you know, remember the bro science? Like, dude, you got to lift in the morning. That's when you're. When you're HGH trying to time out your protein synthesis window yeah, and all and that your, stuff, your yeah. HGH is at its highest, and you got to use it to your advantage. Right. What's at your highest because you just didn't eat for twelve hours. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know how, how it works as far as just time restricted feeding. You know, if it if you if you would see a major benefit, I think you would. Shorter, maybe not major, but some. You'd have you yeah. quantify it. I'd like to see yep. it quantified. Good question. So that's one for another time. But the the basic answer to the question is yes, fasting will activate a person's natural human growth hormone. True. Proven true. Maybe that's what Barry Bonds did. He just fasted a (laughs) lot. That's all I did. He just fasted. (laughs) Barry Bonds, what's your secret to hitting 500-foot bombs? I never eat. Just fasting. I just never eat. Oh, yeah. That's all. Why is your head so big? (laughs) (laughs) Ego. Right. All right. <clears throat> so let's get into our – we're in the middle of our Mission 22 push-up challenge. Right? Sore again. Finally back on track after yeah, my buddy. little rogue challenge. Okay. So let me find my numbers here. I know where I am. I already looked. I'm officially halfway. 
I am at, and we're recording this on the 21st of April, so we have the entire month, so 30 or whatever, 31 days, and I have logged a total of 1,521 push-ups. Oh, you're doing good. I'm at It means I have 679 to go, and I did the math, and it's basically like 70 a day, so I'm, I'm pretty much just on pace. I haven't caught caught up or gotten ahead, but I just haven't lagged behind, so I'm like, sure. I'm hanging in there. Well, I'm doing, my catch-up this Saturday is 500. Ooh. That's going to be brutal. Dude, it's the Oreos. <laughs> they activated my human growth hormone. No, it's just way easier to eat the whole bag. So I'm going to eat the whole bag on Saturday. Oh, dude. Yeah, but if I try to eat a whole bag of push-ups, <laughs> I end up, you know, not being able to get an inch off the ground after about 80 it, of them. Right, but a whole bag in the terms of push-ups is... Until I can't eat anymore. So 500 is going to be about. If you're going to do 500, do you just right when you get up, you do as many as you can, and then like once an hour, you no. just drop and do as many as you can, or what are you sitting. doing? You do it in one sitting. Yep. Oh, make shit. sure my make sure my phone and my headphones are charged, and dude, because I got to wear that vest, so I'm not going to sit and take yeah, it yeah. on and off all yeah, day. Yeah. That's the nice thing about just doing them raw, like I do it. Oh, you I just get up and just drop down, and yeah, just in fact, what I did at the, when we were recording the other day, I just was like, oh shit, I forgot to do oh, it. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. it right yep. at the. Yeah. Hey, I didn't count those three that I showed you that day. <laughs> right. I get shorted myself. Yeah. But I'll do that all the time, though. I'll forget, and it'll be like 11 at night. I'm like, shit. No, then you can't sleep. You got to wait. No, I, I just did them. Cause really? Me. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. Well, I only, you know, I'm doing 45 at a time, so I'm trying to do 90 a day oh, to I stay gotcha. just slightly ahead. So if I do fuck up and miss one session, mm-hmm. I'm not too far behind. So right. I'm building in a few extra reps a day. So anyways... I'm always the guy that did the homework the night before I was doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I knew myself well enough to not let that happen because I don't want to be there on the 30th going, I have to do a thousand. <laughs> I'd fuck it. Maybe I'll do that. Then you'd be picking <laughs> me up at the hospital. Right. So, yeah. So, anybody out there, if you're doing the Mission 22 push up challenge, let us know how are you doing. Still haven't gotten my hat. There. Uh, there. I saw people bitching about that. It's like, really? You're going to bitch that you didn't get your hat when you're trying to do this for charity? I almost want to say, don't send me a hat. Some people do. I mean, I want to wear the hat proudly, but I don't right. care if I get it. But some people are like, see, there's, again, it's polarizing as shit. Some of the people are like, <laughs> where's my hat? And the other people are like, I don't want a hat. Right. I'm going to, can I send it to a veteran? That's what somebody said. Right. It's like, well, you can okay, just give it to one. Kick ass virtual signaling. Yeah, exactly. Just give it to one and shut the hell up about it. Right. But also, don't bitch that your hat isn't there online. Cause like the last thing these guys have to worry about is sending you your dumb hat. Exactly. So, but just do the damn push ups. But seriously, where's my hat? <laughs> right. Here I am bitching about my hat. But well, well, I, if I, I get wa- it, I get it. I want to wear, wear it probably. They're overwhelmed. Just cause I want to increase. Awareness. Right, right, exactly. That part I'm excited And they're about. overwhelmed. They didn't expect this many people. Calm oh, down. Yeah, this is a, this one was a big uh, a big big cause this this month, so that was a good one. All right, well, let's talk about our term for the week. Autophagy. <laughs> Autophagy. Oh, yeah. Autophagy. Nailed it. What you need to know. So, without looking at the screen, what what do you if you were just going to give somebody the elevator pitch on what autophagy is, what would you have said? Uh, out with the old, in with the new, uh, cellular cleanup. Okay. Yep. That's what I would say. Yeah. No, that's very, very accurate compared to what this article says. 
Um, so what is autophagy? Autophagy is the body's way of cleaning out damaged cells in order to regenerate newer, healthier cells. Um, auto means self, and phagy means eat. So the literal meaning of autophagy is self-eating. And that's where people go, see? You're starvation. You're eating. Your body's eating itself. Right. Yeah, I can see how they would say that. It's because they didn't like breakfast. <laughs> exactly. So it says here, this is because autophagy is an evolutionary self-preservation mechanism through which the body can remove the dysfunctional cells and recycle parts of them towards cellular repair and cleaning, according to board-certified cardiologist Dr. Louisa Petrie. That deserves um, a bomb. So, huh? That deserves a bomb. That deserves a bomb. I, that's... So it removes debris and self-regulate back to optimal smooth function. Speaking of... Um, autophagy and fasting, there's... The well, right, because that's one of the ways you activate this. Oh, were you going to... Did I just... St well, no. Did I just stomp on your touchdown call? No, we're just talking about it, but that is the main way to activate Absolutely. this, right? Is to quit giving your body... Shit to do. ...stuff to do and let it <laughs> right. work on the maintenance. It's kind of like when the custodial crew comes in at night... Right. And cleans, yeah. cleans all the hallways that got dirty during the day and nobody's there making a messy again. Right. While they're there doing their eight hours yes. and cleaning up. Yes. But if you eat constantly or have students in your school 24 7, right. You're not going to clean. That. Yeah. You were going to say. There, yeah. There's a, um, in the CrossFit world, Matt Fraser is the healthiest, healthiest, fittest man in history. Mm -hmm. He's won five straight. CrossFit championships. Yeah. Freaking nature. Crazy. Amazing. Guess what he's doing now? Eating lots of donuts because he's not a CrossFit? No. He's intermittent fasting. Oh, wow. All the people who, <clears throat> all the, and, and it's just like, now, and I posted this on Facebook yesterday. And, and you think it's because he's, since he's not burning five bazillion calories a day, he needs starting to pack on fat? That's exactly why he said. Right. Well, no, he's not starting to pack on fat, but he, well, he would. He doesn't need to fuel for being an, an elite athlete. Right. But guess what? That was always Joe CrossFitter's argument to me about intermittent fasting. It's like, I need, look, Matt Fraser doesn't fast. Right. I can't fast. Well, it's like, dude, you do it for an hour a day, yeah. three days a week. And you're not, yeah, you're not burning the calories he's burning. Not even close. Not even close. So they're like, well, I CrossFit, so it doesn't fit. It well, works pay, for you, you, but. You pay for a CrossFit membership. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But people are like, oh, no, I go to comp class twice a week. I'm a CrossFitter. Look at my bank statement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk in and the guy, the owner goes, who are you? <laughs> I've never seen you in here you before. Said, I've been paying for two years. <laughs> Look at, I don't know why I just thought that when you said that, but I thought of the, the T-shirt. I shouldn't even say it on the air. That means do it. I know. Do it. <laughs> I'm trying to have a better filter, but I'm going to say it anyways because I love a, it. That's a boy. And it was one of them. Kermit the Frog's drinking tea, looking oh, out yeah. the window, yep, yep. and it's uh, the meme. And it said, "Your shirt says UFC, but your body says KFC." <laughs> but that's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's good. <laughs> so Matt Fraser is now doing intermittent. He's doing fasting intermittent fasting, and he absolutely not... loves it. He's just toying with it because he's, he's still super physical. He works out a ton. Yeah, it's he's part not of gonna... his. 
is He's part gonna, of his business. Not going to go cold turkey and just it's his business too. Fat, yeah. He he programs <laughs> for athletes now, so he learned what he or he's taking what he learned. So he's, he's training sharing. other CrossFit guys. That's he, his thing. Yes, now? Okay. virtually, but yeah. yes, or right. he's just providing them program. But yeah. he still programs all the workouts and does them, mm-hmm. and he's still busting his ass. If you follow him on his Instagram, he's working hard. Right. But guess what? It fits. Right. And then before Matt Fraser became the five time. Five in a row? Yeah. Rich Froning was four time. Four in a row. He's been intermittent fasting for two years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. So obviously they see some benefit. God, it's just sweet redemption. <laughs> S- shove it, Potsy. I like how this, there's a lot of really good benefits here to this autophagy stuff. Um, it says, this is how the body polices the cancer villains. Recognizing and destroying what went wrong and triggering the repairing mechanism does contribute to lowering the risk of cancer. I mean, wouldn't you want to lower your risk of cancer? No. Breakfast <laughs> is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> exactly. I don't care about cancer. So here's what, okay, diet changes that can boost autophagy. People get so triggered by that when they, I make fun of them for eating breakfast. Oh, yeah. Well, you've, been, ra- so you've been raised. You've been raised. No, but it seems like such a stupid hill to die on. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you're right. I should give that a try. Well, I'd say breakfast is the most important meal of the day if you didn't eat the other two. Wherever you break your fast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah. yeah. I just happened to be at 1230 or one o'clock. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Diet changes that can boost autophagy. Remember, autophagy literally means self-eating. So it makes sense that intermittent fasting and ketogenic diets are known to trigger autophagy. And why? Fasting why is the most effective keto? way, it says. Why does the keto diet? Um, trigger. I don't know. Maybe because of ketosis, a diet high in fat and low in carbs brings the same benefits of fasting without fasting, like a shortcut to induce the same beneficial metabolic changes. <laughs> that was just right off the top of my head. Fucking right ahead. <laughs> I wanted you to answer that. I didn't even see that coming. But you've heard me say it. Yeah. The point of the ketogenic diet is a fasting mimicking diet. Right. To trick your body into think you're fasting. Yep, so that's using your stored body fat as fuel. It thinks you're fasting. <clears throat> yep. It says, the sh- okay, in the keto diet, you get about 75% of your daily calories from fat, 5 to 10% from your calories from carbs. This shift in calorie sources causes your body to shift its metabolic pathways. It will begin to use fat for fuel instead of the glucose that's derived from carbohydrates, like Neil Bernard says you should eat all day long. In response to this healthy grains, bullshit, um, Just give me all the peaches. <laughs> in response to this restriction, your body will begin to produce ketone bodies that have many protective effects. Uh, studies suggest that ketosis can also cause starvation-induced autophagy, which has neuroprotective functions. Ooh, that's why you don't get the Alzheimer's, the Parkinson's. Type, type 4 type, diabetes. Type 3, type, what? Well, yeah, whatever, the new forms of diabetes that they're referring to those brain and uh, Alzheimer's is yeah, Alzheimer's is four. called that. Yeah, I mean, so autophagy is something you want to benefit from. You want to use, and so keto keto diets and or any type of ketogenic diet or type of fasting is a way to spur that on. Yes, sir. Damn right. There's a lot of benefits to this fasting thing. Basically, you don't need to be stuffing your face all day. We weren't designed to graze. Right. Be on a constant drip. We're a victim of our own success as a culture, you know, just having this too much f- hyper palatable food 
available at the fingertips. You can stop at any store. Who, and, I said this a long time ago. And, and fill up it. on just complete crap. Right. And it's hard. It's actually hard to find the things that, like when you go to a gas station and when you're doing carnivore or keto, it's <laughs> it's tough. The holiday stations are the best. They have. I mean, some people they have boiled eggs. Yeah, hard boiled eggs. Some people have meat sticks and stuff. But those, <laughs> Stay away those from are, the processed. Yeah, shit. some of those are really processed, but you know, it's still sometimes it's the only option. You know, better. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Well, they have Gatorade protein bars. <laughs> well, eleven hundred calories. The only option that's not as good, not better than fasting. Still, the best thing to do would just be walk out just of there skip. with water. Yeah, you walk out of there with a carbonated water. Yep. But yeah, it's. I mean, it make it make it tough. You know, it's kind of a challenge that I've taken on when I first did the low carb thing, way the first time ever, um, going to restaurants, right, and figuring out. Okay, I would look at it as a personal challenge. Like, how do I? Exist in this restaurant. What am I going to eat? Don't go to Olive Garden. Oh, Olive Garden. That's a tough one. They don't even have appetizers that don't I mean, have You can, you can get a steak, but that's about all you can get. Yeah, but it's covered in noodles. Well, right. You just got to <laughs> say hold the pasta or whatever. Right. And it's hold a the, shitty cut. Hold the bread sticks. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, normally, it's like a little chunk they throw on top of a big thing of pasta. Yep. And then yeah. keep the... Yeah. Italian places are the hardest. Yep. I keep found. the Keep the salad coming. Hold the croutons. Yep. Yeah, crazy. All right, well, <clears throat> let's get into our topic for the week. The big five lifts. Okay, so just so people know, kind of how I stumbled upon this for a topic idea was, um, you know, I, I, I recently got my squat rack installed in my house, right? I was just Did doing- you Google how to be a man? <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> No, but I, I was thinking, well, what do I do? Like For sure. What, and this, you know, we'll do a whole episode on this, like how to decide how much to work out, what types of exercises to do, and how frequently, and even in depth, more in depth than that, how many reps, how many sets, at what weight. I mean, that's five episodes right there. But just the minimal amount I researched it, I started seeing all these certain exercises over and over and over and over. Because when I was a kid, okay, when I first ever, funny story, I got my first weight set ever when I was in high school. Was it the ones with the sand in it? Well, I hung out with wrestlers, right? Oh. So they were, and I I went to a couple of their practices and nobody works harder than freaking wrestlers, dude. Oh, no. no they they were like puking and stuff yep. in high school. Yep. And these guys were, you know, hitting the weight room. So I would hang out with them and, you know, I was incredibly puny. I probably weighed like, I don't know, 130 or something crazy, you know. And 12th grade. And yeah, probably. And had no muscles and stuff, but I actually got up to a 185 bench. When, That's good. I know. But, but, and my grandfather had these weights, like just a free weight set yeah. uh, that he used to take with him. He was an engineer on the railroad and he would take with him when they would go overnight and they would just, they would work out like in the boxcars. Mm-hmm. So I had this like really old school, you know, barbell with some like cast iron, mm-hmm. you know, and like a thing you screw on. Oh, yeah. Collar. The collar, yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually had those in my basement when I was in high school. And that was all I'd ever done. I didn't – it was just – and you just, you know, you're curling basically because you think bicep, I want a big bicep, I curl. And that's how most teenagers start, you know, and they just Curls say, okay, for the girls. Curls for the girls and bench press because you want pecs and you want biceps. Right. What you don't understand is a total noob, and I still 
just barely know this is really what makes your arms look big is the triceps, right? Oh, that's the, yeah. That's what make your shirt sleeves, you know, get tight and make yep. your arm look big from the side is the triceps. Well, it's, it's two thirds of the arm. Yeah. Of the upper arm. So, you know, you're doing, you know, curls because you're like, yeah, I need the bicep and you're neglecting, you know, the triceps. So, yep. anyways, that, that got me down to this, this path I've of like, what do I do? the opposite. What's that? So I've always been the opposite. What do you mean? I always worked tries. How did you know that though? Like when you first started? Because I was did good at it. Because I was good at it. So, so I gravitated towards it. Because I, because Ben Chang, you were yep. okay. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm genetically built to push. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, "Holy shit, you've never benched before. That's a lot of weight. Oh, I'm gonna do this all the time. <laughs> I want praise. <laughs> <laughs> right." <laughs> Give me some more of that. It felt good. Yeah, that's funny. Um, anyways, I didn't know, you know, what exercise to do. But so anyways, I started seeing these same compound lifts, they call it. And the, there was a certain five that they would mention all the time. And they're kind of time tested and called the big five. And I think the reason is, is because they work between these five exercises. You're pretty much hitting every muscle group. And one thing I learned along the way, too, is there's a compound exercise and a isolation exercise and a compound exercise is one that exercises more than one muscle at a time and isolation would be like a curl where it's just pretty much bicep mm -hmm. whereas a compound would be like a squat where it's like quads and you know every all the core is engaged and you know there's all kinds of other muscle groups and these compound movements are really time tested for Build, making people stronger and building muscle. So that's why people do them because they're a very efficient way of of working out very effectively. So the five big lifts. And they're just raw. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just brute strength. Brute strength, yeah. But it's productive because you, you, know, you wouldn't think like you, – you're thinking vanity sometimes. You know, when you're a teenager, you're thinking, oh, I, buy, I want the biceps, I want the, the chest – you don't realize what makes you look big is actually your shoulders, like width-wise. It's actually like the delts. Yep. Right. So if you're like a teenager and you want to look wider, really, you should be doing like lateral, you know, a lot of shoulder stuff and the presses and everything. Or you should be doing it all. Right. Exactly. Do it all as hard as you can. <clears throat> but and it's just funny, the perceptions, you know. Yeah. Or like the, you know, what they call these, the lats, right? Yeah. That would, what makes you look wider. And then by comparison, your waist is narrower. Because as guys, you want that V-tapered torso that evolutionarily makes you attractive. A breeder. Like we, like we talked about last week. There's certain ratios. He would make a good litter. Yeah, exactly. He'd make a good provider and a good uh, a good uh, donator of sperm. <laughs> um, so anyways, the, the five big lifts. Bench press, squat, deadlift, barbell rows, and overhead press. So those are the five. So we're going to go through those. So when when you were, have you done all of these consistently or yes. like how did you first hear about? about what these how did were? I first hear about yeah, them? Yeah, or just, you know, like. Sports. Okay. Yeah, football. You know, funny, I was, I was watching some, uh, I forget his name now, but he was hanging out with Brian Shaw, the strong man. Um, forget his name, but no, it was a different, not quite as, as known, but he was basically saying, unless you're trying to deadlift to win deadlift competitions, don't do it because the risk reward ratio is really bad. That's, That's why I was probably Robert Oberst. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because he said if because he was almost in the NFL, and he said when he works out with NFL people, they never deadlift because the risk to reward ratio is bad. Yep. So they they'll do other things that work those same muscles, but mm -hmm. it's at less risky. Um, so you know, there's lots of things to be aware of with these lifts. So we're kind of going to go through them one by one. And here's an article I found, and I'll of course put all these articles in the show notes so you can reference. Look at Arnold's pecs. Yeah, he's dude. What the f. D cups, baby. <laughs> so, you know, there's lots of videos on how to do all these, um, what they're called, um, the proper form and everything. Um, <clears throat> so put that article in. Then, okay, weightlifting 101, the beginner's big five lifts. Do these five lifts. It just says it straight out. Exercise is undeniably good for you, although getting started down the path of physical fitness can feel overwhelming at first. There are a variety of workouts available that ease you into the experience. Um, we're going to be looking at the five big lifts today. These basic lifts are called compound lifts, meaning they engage multiple muscles at once and give you a complete workout in one exercise. Since the simple act of feeling like you're making progress can go a long way in encouraging you to commit to this lifestyle change, the big five are considered fundamental in the world of weightlifting. Let's get started. So then he, they go through and talk about why um, each lift and what, which muscle groups they engage um, so first, let's talk about bench press, okay? Um, so yes, he, let's. He, yes. And <laughs> Sarah says, the bench press is one of the most recognizable of the basic lifts. Even those who have never exercised before understand the movement. If you're looking to build up your pecs, upper chest, and shoulders, the bench press is the way to and go. And triceps. And triceps, yep, exactly. So then I found a wide. good article here that talks about how to master the bench press. So... Bounce it off. Put your feet on the bench. It's funny as I was watching some videos on these power lifters, and there's so much like I don't want to call it cheating, but there's so much bullshit now. Like in the power lifting thing, they arch their back off. That's part of it, though. The bench so it's, far it's, it, though that they, the range of motion is so tiny. It is, and it's part of. But the, technically, they're not breaking the rules. But it, it it's part of the technique for the sport. Right, right. It's just like it's not a real pull-up. The kipping isn't a real pull-up. Exactly. But it's a race. Yep. So, you know, these guys, if they only have to drop the weight a couple inches, it's a lot easier than having to go all the way down to your chest and all the way up. But guess what? What? The people they're competing against get to do it that way too. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all role-playing. It's all relative. Um, so bench press. So let's talk about um, proper form with the bench press. So um, when you were – we were, and by the way, we recorded some of these, how to do these lifts, and we're going to be putting videos out on how to, and we're demonstrating the form, and, and Dewey talks a lot about how to um, do them properly. So look for those on our YouTube channel as well when I get those edited. Um, so when you start the bench press, I remember you always talked about starting on the feet. Sure. Right? So talk a little bit about why that's important. Well, one of the sayings I like to use I stole from Ross Edgley, which that guy's dope. I really, really like him. He's got a book. It's called The Fittest Book on in History, I think. Okay. Something like that. Just look up Raj, Ross Edgley book. Very, very good. He uses a phrase when it comes to, especially when it comes to the big five, and I stole this phrase because it's such a, an amazing metaphor, and it, it is, you can't shoot a cannon from a canoe. Oh, yes. I like that. Because the foundation isn't stable. Yes. Right. So when you see guys or gals sometimes, girls are much better at it because they're just 
they're, they pay attention to direction. <laughs> right. And then but, trying to just impress and right. crush, the, crush the bar. Yeah. Um, but that foundation is that you're going to try and shoot that canoe from and that, or the, the cannonball that you're shooting from the canoe is the bar. Right. And you're thrusting it up and out. Well, you don't want your feet on the bench. You don't want to be all tipsy and wobbly. Right. You want your feet firmly planted on the ground, press through the floor, up through your hips into your posterior chain. So you're actually saying- Because that's just, part of it. Not just put your, put your feet on the floor. You're saying to actively activate, push down. To activate. Actively, actively push, push down, down through okay. the floor. And guess what's going to happen for the most of the people out there who start- And if you're going to try this at home- Back off the weight and work on it and get it, be comfortable with it first. Right. That's one thing I want to make sure real, real clear. Like when I got my squat rack, which I am also benching from, I also got the safety spotter arms. Oh, okay. So yeah. what I did was, and just to, so people out there kind of know what those are, they're, they're basic arms that stick out from the rack. And then if you fail on a rep, they'll grab the, the bar. So what I did was I laid down and I brought the bar like to, almost touching my chest and put the spotter arms right there so that if I ever fail and have to let go, it's not going to crush my windpipe or yep. my chest. Right. And that, but I can still achieve full range of motion because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they have lots of holes in these racks so you can really fine tune it. Um, so that's important if we, when you're doing this stuff at home and especially that's as you so increase important. your weights. In fact, I didn't, before I got the squat rack with the safety spotter arms, I had a bench press like a couple stands, you know, like the little J hooks on stands. Yeah. I didn't bench press with a barbell at home because right. I did not trust it. Right. I just did it with dumbbells, you know, because sure. that way if you just drop them, you know, worst case scenario, you crack your floor. But Right. <laughs> and and that's where I was going with that. And, and where I was also going is that, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't want people to go, oh, Dewey said I can do more now. So I'm going to – Load up the bar with 75 pound, more more pounds, right. and then I'm going to push through my feet, and I'm going to be able to lift it. Now, back way off, play with it. Get, get the form the feel, down. Yeah, just get comfortable with that technique and pushing through and using your whole body, not just laying there and pushing with your so you're just saying your arms. push down your feet, engage your core, keep your core tight Yep. while you're doing it, right? Yep, small of your back mm -hmm. off the bench. Um. And then push when you push through your feet and you push you, and you have your posterior chain and your core locked in and tight and engaged, dude, you're seriously going to be able to lift a lot more. Right. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, let's talk about like uh, how many sets and reps to do. Oof, Just as a, you know, again, this is yeah. a multi episode topic here, but let's say your average person does 10 reps and maybe four or five sets. Okay. So how a lot. is it? Okay. Well, how yeah. many? Three sets. Three sets. Okay. Of like 10 each. Three sets of eight to 10. And is the idea that by the time you get to the last rep of the last set that you're approaching failure in order to achieve that hypertrophy, which means the muscle engaging the muscle growth? Yeah. That's an interesting question. A lot. Some of the, some of the, the common belief is that a lot of people go to the gym like I do by myself. Mm -hmm. So I could get by with th three sets of eight to 12 at a moderately heavy weight and get a good workout in mm -hmm. and create some the stim necessary stimulus. Yep. But I could do it in a lot less if I had a spotter. 
because I could go, go to heavier. failure. I could go to heavier and go to failure in less sets and reps. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but it all depends on what you're training too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people need that higher reps. Like in CrossFit, you have to train that volume. Trying to get endurance. Yeah. Not just right. pure force. Right. Force strength or whatever they call that. Yep. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so, so when you figure out how much weight to put on, you know, and remember, you have to do progressive overload too, because mm-hmm. if you're trying to grow your muscle, yep. you need to be lifting more if, with over time. So, you know, I say start with very light, like where it's easy to complete the reps, figure out the form. Yep. And then just slowly increase your weight with every session. Let's right? let's back up. First thing, if you if you have the resources, hire a trainer. Yeah. That's, um, that's the Cadillac yeah, way to do don't, it. Don't don't. Don't second guess. Don't guess. Don't throw spaghetti noodles against the wall. Learn from somebody who knows. It might even be a friend. Might not even be an actual coach. Might just be somebody that's super experienced. Yep. Um, this, again, if, this is where people can't hide it, right? So if you see a guy at the gym that's like pretty in shape, go, dude, how'd you do that? Right. right. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So my I guess where I'm going with this is if you're super, 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 super green. And you're not real like big into weightlifting. Start with machines. Oh, okay. Don't start with free weights. Right. Because um, typically, what you're going to want to do, the first thing you're going to want to do. Because then, if you fail, it just this isn't an instructional video. I'm just saying. Typically, what you're going to want to do is test your one rep max. Oh, just to see what. Well, no, not just to see, is. but to use that number okay. and the percentages of it. To determine your reps, because typically, let's and say you could, let's say your one rep max was two hundred pounds, and they say you do sixty percent of that for so your set. Sixty percent is the number. Yep. Okay. So right, so that would be one hundred and twenty pounds for ten reps for three sets. Right. If you could max out at two hundred for one. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. I like that. But if you don't already know that, <laughs> start on the machines. Right. They have Nautilus chest press. Oh, yeah. They have Nautilus lat pull downs. Yep. I mean, there's so many things you can do. And that's and, a good way for a super novice to start. But if you're doing the reason the barbell bench press is so good is because you have to utilize all those other muscles. Ooh, it's all the little ones. To stabilize the bar, to balance yep. it. Yep. So that, you know, engage. that's why the this, these compound movements are so effective. You're doing all the work. Right. That, there, there's no assistance in any way. In the terms of stability. Yeah, and it's hitting a larger amount of muscles. For example, we have an honest machine at the gym, and it's a seated chest press. Like you're just in a chair, yep. and you get in, you put the pin down. So you're down. seated vertically. Yeah, so you, you put the pin down. down, and you got the handles like right here, and then yep. you just – and it's like 330 or something it says on the bottom. Yeah. I can put the pin in there and just go – just like nothing. Yeah. Well, not nothing. To, it's hard as hell. Well, but, but if that was three thirty on a barbell, right? I'd want two people on each side. Yeah, it'd be way sketchier. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because <laughs> there, it's just I'm just pushing. Right. Um, it's just raw pushing. One thing I found, uh, as far as bench selection too, I found like I had a really cheap Amazon bench when I started. Oh yeah. Too high. Oh. Right, and because you know I'm only five eight. You know I'm not I'm. Not a super tall, super sure. tall human. I'm only kind of, kind of, sort of tall. 
five eight. We'll go with that. We're, they can't see us. But it, you know, I couldn't get that good stable base, so I actually just ordered a new bench and I did a lot of research on the height mm-hmm. when it's flat. And I got one oh. that's like three or four inches lower. Okay. So I can, because when I was actually when I was in Phoenix and I did my hotel gym workout, it had a nice low bench. I'm like, holy shit, this feels You're stable. way more stable, and I could really plant my feet. It's not a canoe. Exactly. I, yeah. I could really plant my feet and really create a nice base, and I felt way more comfortable. So I'm like, I need to get a lower bench. So yeah. that's something to keep in mind too. You need to be able to put your feet flat and really, you know, have a, that nice stable base to work. But from. you know what also comes along with the in, into getting that cannon out of a canoe and putting it onto a, an actual pirate ship. Mm. The other four laps. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, these are these are all kind of cumulative. Right. Right, they all kind of work together to to build that ship. You're right, to stabilize the whole thing. Um, that's why the guys that just do curls and bench press are not ever going to be as strong as guys that squat, deadlift, and do all the other things. Yep. Um, okay, so that's kind of bench press. So let's move on to the next one here. The squat. Oof, duh. Now, this is one I've never done. It's complex as a golf so, swing. Yep, I just got my squat rack installed, and I've been waiting to kind of have this talk with you and go through these to see, you know, because I, I know that this is when you got to be real careful on, right? 100%. Because you could really screw yourself up. Um, so, you know, I got the safety arms. Um, I really want to master the form before I do this, but why don't you just take us through the basics on how to squat. Well, it's, it seems pretty simple. You it's, just you put a barbell on your back and you the go barbell down and up, your, right? You know what? It matters where the barbell sits. It matters how you hold it. It matters how you pull down in a motion to try and actually pretend you're trying to bend or break the barbell in half, um, keeping your elbows down, pointed down to the ground, keeping your trap or your scap set. Scaps, that's a shoulder blade, right? Yep. yep. Keeping everything tight, core, Breathing so important. Breathing, like yep. I told you the other, I showed you the other day. Let's, let's do. Let's get into that. So we didn't talk about that on bench press. So the breathing. Do you? I find that I'm basically holding my breath. You're supposed to when I'm pushing yep. up and then exhale, kind of at the end. Yep. Right. Is that mm-hmm. what you recommend? That um, just happened kind of organically, but for absolutely, that's yeah. kind of natural. Um, I told you over the weekend my tip, not my tip, but the tip I use on the on the squat. Oh, the underwater thing. Yep. When you're yeah. standing up, pretend you're, that water is up to your above chin. Water. Okay. Yep. Yep. The the you're under you're in the water. When you're standing up with the barbell, the water is up to your chin. <sighs> now you go down into the squat. You're underwater. Explode back up. Lock all the way out at the top. <sighs> you're above the water. So now you. So you're. Could, because part of holding your breath is kind of keeping your core, core tight. And yeah, just, you're, you're you're actually the best way to keep your core. People are like, well, what do you mean? Like just flex my abs? No, the best way to engage or tighten your core is remember when you were a kid and you had rustlers or lees and they had the button snap and you used to go like this and go and it open. Pretend you're doing that. So if you're wearing a belt, like if you're wearing a weightlifting belt, right. Which, by the way, do you recommend that when people are squatting? Uh, nah, not unless it's really heavy. Unless what I'm about to say, you need. Okay. Who so, who would need a weight belt even if they're a noob, and they're not going to go be going heavy? They don't understand what I'm about to say. Okay. With pushing out, so what you're trying to do is you're if you had that weightlifting belt on, you went it up here, not down here. Right. It's not a dress belt with your clothes. It goes up here, and then. 
you want to try and pop it off. Okay. Like it's only oh. being fastened with buttons and you want to just pop those so you're buttons You're trying to off. increase that pressure against it. Exactly. Because okay. that pressure against that is the pressure that's around your spine. Oh, okay. So when you do that, you're engaging there too and you're okay. engaging everything. Wow. So but other people like to say embracing for a bunch. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about how... Um, or bracing, not the basic, embracing. Let's talk about the basic... Uh, right. <laughs> yep. I get you. All right. Let's talk about the basic movements. Now, do you... Or, I, I, I don't I know nothing about this. Okay. So okay. do you walk up to the... Walk up to the bar. Facing the rack? Or some people walk or in the rack facing, they walk out. Like, what do you... Do you yeah, prefer to walk up to the J-cups? And then back. Okay. Yep. So you're saying walk up to the bar, so you're facing the rack. Yep. And then you step under. I don't want you... I don't want you trying to put it away. Backwards. Walking backwards. Okay. So that way you can always... When you back away from the rack, you always have it in your in your sights. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you step so under the bar. Step under the bar. You pull it off. You put it on your. If you're a high bar, you're up here. If you're a low bar, you're up here. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, that's there's um, all kinds of. I mean, even look under here. They look at all these variations of squats. Oh right. There's like 20 different variations. Yep. So we're just talking about the basic barbell back squat. They right. call it. So it's just on the on the back of your shoulders. So there's so many things that go into it with foot foot placement, stance, flaring. How far do you flare your feet out? Pointing your toes out. Yes. Yep. It's like. Now, in it looks a, in like a, from this picture here that she's a little bit wider than shoulder width apart on the feet. But remember, like I told you, your squat is as as unique as your fingerprint. Right. Your squat is your squat, mm -hmm. and that includes depth. So some people would be like, "Well, she's not down far enough." Well, that might be all she has. Right. So she's about parallel. Yeah, I think she's probably maybe a little below. Maybe a little below. Yeah. But even if she's a little above, it's okay. That's all she has. The main thing is you want to activate the the muscles right. that you're trying to build. Yep. And 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 there's so without, many without injuring yourself. Right, exactly. That's the hard <laughs> part. Um but I see so many people in the gym and they're like this and they're 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 standing up straight, they got their core locked, everything's engaged, everything's mm -hmm. locked down, and then their first movement is just straight down. Mm. And that's all quad dominant. You're falling forward and your knees are gonna go out over your toes and you're you're in for a world of hurt. So we don't do that, and this is where the hip, the the hip hinge or the, or the initial motion is back. Hip goes back, right? Yep. So is the bar travel? Let's talk about. Oh, we, one thing we forgot to mention on the bench press: the bar travel is not straight up and down vertical. Oh, right. No, no, right? no, no. It's from like the chest to above the head, so it's almost yep. like it's at an angle slightly. It is. You're not pushing straight up and down. It's ex and exactly like I was showing you on Sunday. Yeah. How you do push-ups? Right. You don't just go like this. Yep. You go. Yeah, and that's that's takes some learning to figure out. It does. Out. Yeah. Yep. But and, and the reason for that is what? Is it to protect shoulders? It's, it's your natural movement. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it, and it and the natural movement is going to protect your shoulders. Gotcha. Okay. Because if not, you can be out wide and your range of motion is less. If you have a somewhat developed chest, you're probably going to be able to push up some more weight. Yeah. But you're also going to need rotator surgery. Right. <laughs> so, just do them right. Yeah. We're Anatomically, we're we're meant to keep our hands in tight when we're pressing. Right. So oh, let's go back to the bench press real quick. Where do the elbows need to be tight in? Forty five. Forty five. Okay. In, but not necessarily. Some people over exaggerate and like pinch them into their ribs. Right. So just kind of like this. That's wrong. Yeah. So slightly flared out. Okay. But not like this. Right. Yep. Yeah. Can I even just doing that? I can feel it. 
Yep. The shoulders. Yeah, so not put 300 pounds on that. You couldn't do it. No. And plus, or if you do, it's going to cause repetitive motion injury. Right. Okay, so back to the squat. Yes. Um, Okay, so what it says here is uh, it's one of the primary compound exercises, meaning that you use more than one joint to perform the exercise. Okay, that's how they define it, using more than one joint. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, because you're using, you're bending at the waist and your knees are going, you know, you're, yeah, more than multiple. One thing that's worth mentioning too, and I always forget about this part, but um, spine, have the importance of a neutral spine can't be overstated. Okay. So I see, so when we were kids. So you don't want to be arching your back or hunching over. Or looking up. Okay. That's the part I'm worried about the most. So when we were kids, We'd always be in high school yep. and we'd squat. We'd always be told to look up, pick a spot on the wall and stare at that spot. A high spot? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's wrong. Really? Yep. So when you're squatting, where should you be looking? Probably about straight ahead. Like she, look at her. She's looking at the floor. I don't know yep. if it's just for the picture. But. No, but no, it's not. Cause look at, because look at her back, she's trying to keep her And I can't tell from the this. side. Yes, she is. She's, she's keeping her keep head in line with straight. her spine. Yep. So, so, and if she's bent over and looked up, then that would make that not in alignment. Correct. Anymore. Okay. So you want to. But keep... I can't tell what kind of angle she's at. But yeah. Well, and let's look at okay. Anything your wild child does, Pampers Cruisers three sixty fit. Shut up, you. That that segment was sponsored by Pampers Cruisers three sixty fit. <laughs> Get them where Pampers are sold. Classic. Okay, so let's talk about what muscles it activates. Go away videos. God, websites are All the of them. Yeah, it says. Squat is a whole body workout. It places significant strain on the quads, hamstrings, glutes, making it one of the greatest bang for your buck exercises known to man. That's it also strengthens the joints, ligaments, and tendons around the knees and hips. Yeah. Well, that's a great leg builder, the squat can also boost your performance in other ways. Aside from the target muscle groups, the back squat also requires sufficient ankle stability in order to drive through the heels, core stability to maintain the weight you lift, and impressive shoulder mobility and trap activation to keep the barbell under control. That's crazy. Oh, here, another one. It says, uh, since the move works so much of your body, performing it burns a heck of a lot of calories, aiding your weight loss pursuits. It also boosts your natural production of testosterone and growth hormones. That last sentence right there when I'm working with That's nutrition crazy. people, they're like, what should I do for working out? I, my answer is always lift heavy shit. Right. And you know, you don't think of the squat as a particularly vanity or aesthetic production. Or, or total body. Right. You know why it's never, people don't think of it as total body? So I just think it's going to be just quads. Because they're doing it that way. They're doing it wrong. Okay. Right. They're doing it. They're falling forward and they're quad dominant, they call it. But if you're engaging all the muscle groups we just talked about. Correctly. And bent over the proper amount and don't have your head tilted or if your head is in alignment with your spine and you're tight. And one thing you mentioned too was you're actively trying to. You're not just balancing the bar. Yeah. You're holding the bar down. Like I see some people. Squatting and they're, they have like two fingers. Yeah, like on the it's bar. just it's just resting. Yeah, like a J cups. Yep. But you're saying clamp it, try pull to pull it, it down, pull it down, pull like it you're tight. trying to bend it. Yep. Keep everything just down tight. When I yeah, because that, a, that increases that time under tension, right? And it activates yep. more muscle groups and it protects you. Yeah, because then it's going to be more stable because it's all one unit. It's not something that's just rolling off off it's, you. It's not a canoe, right? Wow. Can't be just floppy canoe that could flop, flip, flop either way and don't be in the water. But people <laughs> Floppy like, canoe, it sounds like an old prospector's nickname. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but what people don't 
understand, I didn't, you don't until you do, yep. is the point, and it's like, I've been squatting, like that guy, he's been squatting that weight forever, he does fine, I don't need to do all this locking down and securing and setting my midline and, yeah, not with 135. Right, but if you want to increase if, your weight yes. progressive overload, you have yes. to figure out the form. Exactly, and then if you keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger from a canoe, yep. Someday you're going to go, I'm going to squat 425 this weekend. Yeah. Not from a fucking canoe you're not. Right. Because you're going to get tipped over. No oh, shit. Yeah, it's just physics at that point. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can, wow. And if you watch any of these powerlifter guys, I mean, it's crazy. They're, like, look know. at that guy and that, people listening can't see it, but yep. he's, oh, he's me. I mean, besides the huge muscles, he's got, look at the left foot flailed out more than the other one. So you're, oh, you're. Oh, a, mine's horrible. Yep. Just that my left one, left or right, just flares out bad. Oh, see here it says, uh, what before you lower into the squat, pick a point on the wall in front of you and focus on it. Keep looking at that point as you lower and drive back up. This will help you avoid dropping your chin towards your chest, which encourages unhelpful movement in your upper spine. You know why? That will cause you to hunch forward. You know what the cue there is? Where your eyes go, the bar goes. Oh, okay. So And also don't hunch forward. You're right. Okay. Yeah, there's all kinds of tips, and I'll put these. Uh, That's the front squat. Yeah, there's all kinds of variations. Complete, the front squat, like the goblet squat there, yeah. completely different exercise than the back squat. Yeah, and there's like 20. You'll feel different. 20 different variations. Yep. So, but, you know, we're just talking about the five big ones, so right. the yep. back squat is the big one. Anything else to say on the squat? <sighs> amazing, amazing results from a seemingly simple movement, but... I think it's could way be very, underrated. Very, way underrated, very underrated, but can be very dangerous. Yeah. So doing this alone, again, you got to be either have a full rack that has those safety straps, the spotter arms. My tip for people. And who, you said don't put collars on. Don't put collars because on. Because if you dump, then you can, Yep. the weights can go off. Well, not on your squat. Not on the squat. That was on, that squatting, was on bench. Yeah, that's on bench. On, on squatting, bench. You, you, fail, you fall forward. Okay. So if you f get stuck at the bottom... Then you just throw the bar back and you fall forward on your knees. Right. So then it hopefully doesn't land in it your doesn't. ankles. It doesn't. <laughs> no. I know that's the fear. Yeah. Right. But okay. that's funny because in CrossFit, in the good CrossFit gyms, they'll you're gonna fail for sure. If, you're not, if, if you don't, you're not getting better. Yeah. If you're not prog if you're progressing in weight, you're you're gonna hit weights you can't do. Yep. So um, the good in the good CrossFit gyms, they actually practice it, bailing out. Oh. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Because, yeah, I mean, failure is a guarantee if right. you're doing it right. Right. If you're not, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Exactly. So what I encourage everyone at home, if you say, you know what, if this just gave you the itch to squat, mm -hmm. just do air squats. Yeah. Just do air squats. That Air squats are surprisingly effective they for are. if somebody's never squatted, you think, well, I'm just – Bending Squatting down. down and standing up. Yeah, without no, any weight, no bar, no nothing. Nothing. No, do 300 and get yeah. back to me. Well, do 20 for most people. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah. At least you get used to feeling what it, what it feels like to activate those, those muscles. All right, next lift, the deadlift. Now, this is one we're talking about that strong man, Oberst, basically said that athletes don't do the deadlift because it's the risk – to reward ratio is bad and you know unless you're trying to win competitions deadlifting he didn't recommend it so and i know because he hurt his back 
Yeah, and you know, there's lots of uh, opinions on all this stuff, and this is that's kind of how you feel about the bent over row, which we're going to talk about. Which is the deadlift, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> just yeah. halfway up, yeah, and you exactly. stop and then start yeah. lifting it. Right, exactly. So the risk of lower back injury is high on this one. So form is that much more important. Yep. So deadlift is basically just walking up to a barbell and lifting it till you're an erect. Standing position, you've been, right? pl- you've been planning that, saving that just all week. Out. I just thought of it. Come on. I did. You did? I did. God, no, then it's kind of funny. It was <laughs> sad and pathetic if you had been thinking about it all week. So, again, another seemingly incredibly simple exercise. That hey, can go sideways. Just, so. just pick that up. Just go pick that up. Yeah. Right? And then they always say, lift with your legs, you know, and here it's basically it, saying lift with your back, you know. Or your back is involved. Your back is involved, but when they say lift with your legs, remember when they teach you that as a kid or in mm-hmm. safety class where you yeah. have to watch the safety videos at work? They're right. Yeah. You're lifting with your ass yep. and your hamstrings and your hips. Now, this one says, performed safely, the deadlift will strengthen every bone in your body, challenge every muscle across your posterior chain, which is all the muscles that run from your neck to your heels, and test your grip strength and core stability to the absolute oh, max. It's so true. Dude, it, when we do these, uh, the next day, my traps are oh, smoked. Oh, yeah. Oh. And those are hard muscles to exercise, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's why people mostly do shrugs, you know, as yeah, well the other ones you, you can do. do deadlifts. But deadlifts, again. You know why? Because if you're engaged uh-huh. back Ouch. and you're set, yeah, that's all just holding that weight yeah, up. Right. So again, it's just activating so many muscles at once. That's why these are so efficient and so effective as as uh, exercises. It says it will find any chink in your armor <laughs> that you need to address if you hope to lift heavy. Yep. It's right. so true. For that reason, you should always start light within your means and build up the weight once your technique is flawless. You know what else mm-hmm. it'll it'll expose? And I'm walking living proof. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Lack of flexibility. Oh, right. Because yeah. I have I have guitar strings for hamstrings, <laughs> and I have to deadlift from blocks because I can't bend over. And, oh, you mean and, the weight is up on a block? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I can't bend all the you way over. You can't get to the floor? In proper I bet form. I, I would have that problem because I can't even tie my own shoes. Oh, the, no question. <laughs> then you know what you do when you start de- deadlifting? Yoga first? No, you're going to use your little <laughs> safety things. Oh, Put those above off the ground and then lift off of there. Yep. Okay. No, that's a good, yeah. Okay. So here's, here's, he makes the point we made earlier. It says, it's a great addition to the routine of anyone who's guilty of just training their mirror muscles. I like that. Who? That's everybody when they start. Who would do that? (laughs) That's everybody. Dude, I can bro out with anybody. (laughs) That's why everybody neglects their back because they can't see it in the mirror. Right. 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 If you're guilty of training your mirror muscles on the front of the body, thick chest, abs, and quads at the expense of those on the rear of the body, especially the lower back and hamstrings. Um, Guess what screwed the bro session? Have you seen the men's shorts lately? The fashion? Oh, no. I I even know where they're at. Are they long or short? They're short. Oh, okay. So you can't skip like day anymore. (laughs) I'm like bitching every day at the gym. I'm like, stupid fashion. Well, we're so old now that... When I was in, you know, grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, they That's were like, what they are now. one of your balls was hanging out. Yep. And then in the 90s, they were like down to the top of your ankles. Just wear pants. They're Amish, Amish shorts, right. basically. <laughs> right. And and then now, yeah, they're back up yep. short again. Yeah. Pretty soon they're going to be the cutoffs with the pockets longer than the <laughs> cutoffs. 
I wear my Daisy Dukes to the jam. Jorts. Oh, jorts. Hell yeah. Yeah, mirror muscles. That's that's a good term. I got to remember that. Beach muscles. Um, beach muscles, yep. So it's a big compound lift. Again, it promotes, uh, promotes the body to release growth hormones and testosterone, bone density. See, this is – it's funny because – the reason that, and you've said this many times, that's why strength equals longevity, because all these exercises are increasing your bone density. You don't think about that when you're doing the curls for the girls. Right. You're not thinking, oh, good. When I'm 90, my I I won't you know break my leg putting my shoe on because my bones are going to be like graham crackers. Well, and they're going to have stuff around them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so the this is so vital to longevity and and strength. And, dying is just withering. Yeah, and you don't think about that when you're, you know, that these exercises are actually increasing the strength of your bones. I mean, you're just focused right. on the muscles, you know. Right. So that's a whole another side benefit we didn't even think of. So let's get into the deadlift, um, some of the form. So you walk up to the bar. Now do you... Um, See, his head's up. It shouldn't be. He just wants to look pretty for the camera. He should be looking at three feet in front of him. So head, head, head again, keeping your head in line with the spine. Keeping that neutral spine. So if you if you got like a what what degree is your back usually when you're going down for 45, the proper forty five? Yeah. So that means your your eyes. Yeah, you're gonna be looking at a spot like out in front feet, of you. Three feet, three feet in front of you. Okay. Three feet. Everyone picks further, so it's probably closer to five. Now, I remember one thing you said the other day when we were recording these was. Basically, you don't want the bar out in front of you at all. You want no. it as close to your body as possible. Follow your legs. Shave your legs. And that's just pure because of leverage reasons. Just yeah. like if you can't hold a beer sign out, it's one of the hardest things to do. Yep. The further out the bar is from you, the harder it's going to be to lift. And well, the more damage it's going to do. It shifts. Lower back. Yep. So you walk up. You How how, how far apart should your feet be, you think? Um, Athletic. Okay. Athletic position. So like so a, shoulder width, maybe a little more than like shoulder said, width. if you're a shortstop. Depends. Yeah, yeah. If you're playing a position or point guard or some, whatever feels comfortable. Probably be a little narrow from there. Okay. Um, and then for your grip on the bar, you just put your thumbs on your hips and then just go down. Okay. And then your, your back's at a 45. And one thing you said too is you, okay, now let's talk about the grip. I've seen some people grab both hands overhand. I've seen, in a, or people do mixed. Yep. And they, the claim is that mix can lift heavier, but you don't want to. For 100%. You always want to switch because you don't want to develop a giant forearm over here sure. and neglect this It creates over. torque on the with the bar. Okay. So, yeah, it helps. It makes a – when you get – if you did really heavy, you'd be like, ah, I get it. So then you got to remember to switch hands so you don't I, – I never do. But. So which way do you typically deadlift? Okay. Left – when I'm left-handed. Okay. So. so then you jack it with your right hand so to make sure that it evens it out. No, I just lift other weights. <laughs> <laughs> I do farmer's carry. That's what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the grip thing, that's I've, – I've, when I'm watching videos on this, uh, a lot of people are using the mixed grip, I guess, because if it's more effective, makes sense. It works. Yeah, it, exactly. it, you can definitely hold on to the bar. And then one thing you said was to, what you call it, shave the legs? Shave your legs. So basically the bar is like – and this is one thing Eddie Hall – Mentioned, he always has bleeding shins. So do I. Every time he does these yep. competition, you know, world record deadlifts, because he's literally dragging the bar against his shin. Because you're, you're not going like, you're you're going. Yeah, and you're using that leverage of your entire yeah. all these muscle groups. Yes, you're, 
You're pushing through the floor. You're not standing up. Right, because standing up would be like, I'm just going to use my lower back to lift this. Yep. And that's where you get into trouble and you're yep. not as strong. That's the weakest muscles you, right. you got practically. Yep. Okay, uh, here it says, keep your eyes fixed on a spot about two to three meters ahead of your feet. Focus on keeping your, oh, here it says keeping your chin up. See his picture on the bottom, though? To keep your head in the best position. Oh, yep. Yeah, now yeah. he's. So he's just in line. Yep. Yep. Makes sense, yep. So again, this is one that's super, super important. When you think of form, to get hey, the form GBT. Right. When yeah. you think of when you think of form, just think of standing there. What position if you're standing there, if somebody says just stand there and be comfortable. Yeah. What position is your neck and your head and your back in? It's all in alignment. Right. Yeah. It's in a straight line. That's why I like when kids talk about text neck, you know, when they're yeah, tech, staring at their phones. Tech, tech necks. Yeah, they're neck. staring at their phones. That's because it's out of alignment. I got bad tech neck. And for every <laughs> I saw some stats and where I, for, I forget, but for every inch that you're, you know, off, like off so a vertical, pounds. it's like so many extra pounds on your mm -hmm. neck. Yeah. So the, that leverage thing is huge. If I'm watching TV, I'll roll a pillow up underneath my neck. I'll just lay like that. Yeah. Because exactly. that 20 minutes totally counters the 16 hours <laughs> that I'm looking down. Now, again, on the deadlift, there's a ton of variations. The Romanian, the snatch grip deadlift, trap bar deadlift. Deficit deadlift. That's where you're actually off with that deficit. Show us sumo. That's just a wider stance. Should have super wide and your hands close in together. Rack, oh, here's the one you told, told me to do the oh. rack pull. So you yep. put it on the spotter arm. So he's, yeah, he's so doing you don't have to bend thing. over. Yep, makes sense. You, Single leg you find with dumbbells. that range of motion of normal deadlift. See what he said, and that says in the paragraph. What's that? If you find the range of motion of normal deadlift too strenuous, start with the barbell raised on blocks or a rack. Yep. And I go from the you ground. And I do a work a deadlift workout like in CrossFit. If I go from the ground and do a deadlift workout, the next day I can't walk because my lower back is smoked. Oh wow, blown up. Yeah, from the rack, hamstrings. Okay, so it tells you which muscles it's activating. Yep. And so yeah, so deadlift is one of these really really crucial ones to get the form right. The single leg Romanian deadlift—that's my favorite. Now, do you do that with dumbbells? Yeah, I do it with one kettlebell. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the opposite hand. Yeah. So you see where he's got two? Yep. I would just have one in my, in that position in right there, hand. I have one. No. Yeah. No. If you, if you, oh, whichever leg you have up, you got one in the other hand. Yes. Okay. Yep. 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 So that I would have sense, yep. the left one in my left hand and then go back with my right leg. Yep. Yeah. There's all kinds of uh, variations. So scrape your stands. One thing he says, yeah, talk about, oh, says, go shoeless. Yeah. You maintain really good contact with the ground. A million percent. And Squats you too. You take your shoes off. Yeah, and the, well, this is another thing when you're thinking about where you're going to be doing this in your, if you have a home gym or whatever, you need to think about the floor. Oh, yeah. Because like a lot of, you know, I have these kind of squishy rubber tiles and yeah, yeah. I'm hearing that that's not the best. Like mm -hmm, a lot of guys build deadlift platforms where it's almost like plywood. For and sure. And they put some padding on the side. So if they end up dropping, then the weights can hit the padding, but they want a solid surface for their feet. And when, same with deadlifting, but. But we didn't get in, didn't go down this rabbit hole. But when you're squatting, you want to grip the floor with your toes mm. and then press out oh. with your feet as okay. you're going down. Wow. You know why? I don't. Because if you watch people who are really shitty at deadlifting, you watch them and their feet will roll in. Oh. And, and their knees cave in. Oh, yeah. And then their, their PT is going to love them because they're going to 
put their kids through college. Oh shit! Destroy. Yeah, you can you can really f up your joints doing a lot of these incorrectly. Um, and and the and the worst the worst thing for or the best thing I guess for injuries with this stuff <laughs> is the male ego. Oh yeah, because you know what the some dudes are going to listen to this podcast and go, whatever, just lift it up. Yeah, just grab the bar and lift. And the more plates, the better, right? And the more plates, the better. More and just plates, lift more it. Dates. Be a man. Just lift it up. And then the next thing you know, they're like, I can never lift again. <laughs> yeah, I won't walk without assistance. Yeah, you got to put your ego aside and yeah. be able to do it with proper form. Yep. And then just very uh, purposefully step your way through the progressive overload. Yep. Maintaining proper form the whole way. And especially if you're lifting alone, then who gives a shit, right? Who are you trying to impress? Right. You know, you want to do it properly. But even if you're at a gym and, you know, somebody down the way is is lifting way more plates than you, who gives a shit? Yep. You just got to block it out. Do do, do, your, do your own thing and you do, do what you know is best. All right. The next lift is called the bent over row, the barbell row, bent over row, barbell bent over row. It's got a few names, but this is one it's that you bullshit. you don't like. No. Now, is the reason because look what he's doing on the left side. What does that look like? Looks like half a deadlift. Okay, so just do deadlifts. <laughs> and then on the right side, what does it look like he's doing? Like a lat pull. So just do lat pulls, or just do pull ups. <laughs> it's such a bullshit hybrid of the both of the. I get it if you're if you're training super explosive and and. There, there could be a purpose built in, right? Um, but for the average gym goer, jo- Joe Cubicle, as we like to call him, yep, skip it. So this one, you don't like the risk to reward ratio, no, for injury, no. It's ten times what Robert Ober said about the deadlift, okay? Because it's a deadlift bent over in the most vulnerable position possible, right? If that weight pendulums out in front of you at all, now the, all the stress is on your back. Right. Yeah, because really what you're trying to engage with this is the lats, right? Well, and the ass. And the biceps. And the, and, yeah, and, and the biceps, the lats, the ass, and the hamstrings. So why and bring all that other shit into it? Right. Just do deadlifts and then do pull-ups. So if you were going to replace this one, you would say do the lat pulls, like a cable one. I would say or... do pull-ups in the rawest sense. Okay. Um, if we're talking, so just a straight OG, pull up is a good yep substitute for this. Yep, and then just injury. your grip, it's the same as he has it on the bar. Okay, you know, shoulder a little wider than shoulder width. Yep. Um, you know, pronated, not supinated. Yep. I, sorry, no offense. That means hands out, not hands facing you. Correct. Not that which is a chin up. Right. And he's, I feel attacked because that's what I've been doing. You know how you remember the pronated, supinated? I do. How? Oh. Well, I mean, I remember what they are, but just because I remember. But. Oh, pronated, supinated. If someone were to give you soup, how would you be able to hold it? <laughs> okay. Supinated. That's a good mnemonic device. Nah, I need them. I'm stupid. I like that. So <laughs> I wouldn't get through any type of school or training. or Without mnemonic devices? No, I have to. Well, let's just talk, since it's one of the big five lifts, let's talk about if somebody wants to do this. How I'm to just going to pout. You can talk about it. How to do want. it safely. <laughs> So, okay, so, okay, even regular gym growers will generally focus on more glamorous muscles and spurn the opportunity to address the stress and strain a desk-bound lifestyle can place on your back. So basically saying people ignore the back, and this is a good exercise for the back. That's that's the benefits. Sure. 
the problem, your shoulders internally rotate, and this will result in tight pecs and a stiff neck. This often leads to a weakness in the lower back, a, a, at best causing pain and discomfort, at worst risking serious injury. Okay, so the solution is obvious. Place greater emphasis on your back training. Step forward, the bent over row. So they're acting like this is the panacea for all that. Sure, and I get that. Um, and maybe if it's if it's done super correctly, mm-hmm. so then why not just do GHDs? What's that? You know, you'd have to look it up. <laughs> you can't be throwing acronyms around if I don't know what the hell they are. Um, directly stimulating your lats, traps, rhomboids. What the hell's a rhomboid? I've never Isn't, heard of that one. Isn't that the pizza place? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you get hemorrhoids from eating at rhombus guys. Oh, <laughs> rhomboids. No, but that, that must that must be a real muscle. I gotta look that up. It is. It's shit in the shoulder. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's right at the. That's just the. Yeah, it's like. Lot. Oh, that's one that hurts a lot, dude. Really? When you get a back rub or whatever, that's the first place I want oh, people to. That's go. where I have knots, like oh, a mother. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, it's the upper between the shoulder blades and the spine, kind of. Okay. All right, so let's That's talk about technique. that. Yeah, exactly. Bent over row technique. Form is all important with the bent over row, it says. The best way to ensure you don't get sloppy is to pick the right amount of weight. Slow controlled movements are of far more value than jerking up a massive weight and twisting all over the shop. This guy must be from the UK. Because I don't, uh, he calls it a shop. Once you have your barbell loaded, stand with your feet shoulder-width apart, bend your knees, and lean forward from the waist. Your knees should be bent, but your back stays straight, with your neck in line with your spine. Grab the bar with your hands, palms down, just wider than shoulder-width apart, and let it hang with your arms straight. Brace your core, there's the core again, and squeeze your shoulders together to row the weight up until it touches your sternum, then slowly lower it back down again. So basically... He's saying do this very slow and controlled, not herky-jerky, which might cause way more stress on the lower back. Sure. With a light weight, shoot for four sets of eight to ten reps. So they're basically saying don't go crazy heavy on this. Right. Because of the risk of in- injury. Um, plus, but, if, plus if you get... But then how do you progressively overload, right? It's hard for a noob, as you like to call them, yep. to... Remember when I said... Prepare for that punch. Yeah. Now prepare for that punch. Don't let it out and breathe. And while you're bent over and remembering to keep your head in alignment. And just, yeah, it's a lot just, of shit to remember. Just, just don't do them. So Dewey's recommendation is skip this one. This one's dumb. So here's some other. Uh, See, now, now we're arm, talking. One arm dumbbell row. That's better, right? Yep. Yeah, or that that dump, dumbbell incline roll, that's ooh, great. That's good, yeah, because you're not – there's no stress in your lower back there. You're just laying on an incline bench. Yep. Yeah, that's that would be a great uh, – Or I like Chinese rows what's where that? it's – you put a bench up on blocks. Okay. And then underneath the bench, you have the bar. Oh, and then you, and just, you just lay lay down into yep. it. So it's really just isolating those muscles. Yep. So it would be less of a compound movement but le- way less risk of injury. Yep. And you're really getting them targeting the back there. All right. Well, that's that one. That was a barbell row. Dewey, not a fan. Okay. Now let's talk about this overhead press, which you also called the strict press. I've heard Go it called. from bullshit lift to amazing lift. <laughs> okay. So this, again, we were talking about 
mirror muscles, right? Well, this is one of the ones that will truly affect your appearance because big shoulders is one of the main ways to look better. But most people uh, don't do these these types of lifts. So let's talk about the overhead press. Um, is basically just standing up and lifting a barbell over your head, right, and pressing it straight up towards the towards the ceiling, right? Sure. Seems simple enough. Seems simple enough. Until you got two and a quarter on there. <laughs> no shit. Now, this is one where balance is huge and engaging that core and having the strong foundation is so important because, man, I, I watched a ton of people failing at this exercise. And I mean, you know, you just start tipping over. Just think about how long that is. You got to drop it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to get off balance. And once you're like one degree off of, off of straight up and down, don't catch it. Yeah, I let mean, it go. Oh, let it go. Yeah, yeah don't even tr try and save it. That's it's, how you get hurt. It's easy to tip over though. So yeah, but this right here, don't even trip. <laughs> don't even try and do. They say that's working up to the overhead press. Yeah, he's that's, got a whole. He's doing. He's saying doing seated dumbbell. If you do that, first. then it better be super light because those are hard. They are hard. Yeah, those are harder. I think. Yeah, you, from a you stability found, standpoint. From a from a as an aside, have you found doing this? Because I found I can bench way more on a barbell than I can with the same amount of weight on two dumbbells. Sure. You know, yeah. like forty yeah, pound dumbbells—that's eighty pounds, yeah. right? Yeah, you're well, doing isometric. But when I do eighty pound barbell, it feels super light. But 80, 40 pound dumbbells is hard. It's the reason why that barbell's harder than that machine. You're Oops. you're trying to even stable, try and stabilize more. Right. I prefer dumbbells. Okay. Because I can go like this. What I like about dumbbells is I can get them up, and then when I'm coming down, I can go, nope, look there, and I can just find the groove. You know what so I you mean? Yes, yeah, so you can isolate each each one. Yeah. And really take it to. Yep. To and I can go, I'm failure. like, I can go like, whoop, that one elbows in too much. And it just, you, I don't know, you feel way more. Well, and I think it requires more muscles to stabilize because. Oh, without a doubt. Know, it's, it's going all over the place, whereas the barbell inherently is more stable because it's one big unit yeah. rather than two. Because so. I failed on, I had I did dumbbell bench press yeah. for fun. Yep. I did 150s. So that's 300 pounds. Which you can bench on a bar. Easily, I can do easily. 365 on a bar. Right. Not easily, but no. I can do it. Yeah. Um. But I failed. Couldn't do the one fifties. Nope. Right. So that's sixty pounds less than you can do in a barbell. Right. Okay. Yeah. So something to consider. And so basically, what it says here is, if you're new to the overhead press, start with a seated dumbbell shoulder press using an upright bench. Provide stability during the movement to stop you overarching your lower back and allow you to concentrate on keeping tension through your shoulders when pressing the weight. Use dumbbells. Uh, using dumbbells allows for greater control and range of motion, both of which are ideal for learning new movement patterns of an exercise, and can allow you to add weight quickly. And if you try these, and you walk up to the dumbbell rack at the gym, and you say, "I'll try twenty fives, grab the 15s. <laughs> yeah, go one because it's going to be so much more. It's going to be so much more difficult than you think it's going to be. Yeah, and just lifting anything straight above your head all the way, full range of motion. Ugh. Lock Most people out. are inherently very weak yep. in that direction. So Any direction. you're probably going to start way lighter than you think. But again, yep. progressive overload. So start with the bar, you know, do the bar. And then, and See, then 
See how he is in the starting position? Okay. Yeah. Like this. Yep. Not like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking. The the elbows aren't pointed out. There, he's not. When you're in the beginning movement, I see this in CrossFit a lot. He's got, con- he's got control of it. Yes. It's so not, he's not resting. He's got. I'm going to move this. It's not. Yes. Just there. I see it, and I don't know what CrossFit teaches people. I haven't taken the level one yet, but. In CrossFit, is I see Is that the highest of, level of CrossFit creaminess? No, that's the first one. Oh, is it's it up like, to four, I think. Okay. And then when do you get to meet Xenu? I don't, I don't know who he is. His name's Eric Rosa. That's dude. a Scientologist guy. His name's Eric, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, After you donate six years of salary, and then you get to meet Xenu? For sure. Or Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways... I see in CrossFit, I see so many people in the starting position for the strict press. Yep. In the front rack. Okay. So it's no. just resting on there. Stop than doing that. You need no. to hold it. Hold of it. Arms and forearms out in front of you, holding it with everything stacked, as they call it in the business, with right. your forearms and your wrists stacked. Yeah, what it says here, and this is a pretty good summation here. Stand with your body upright and the core muscles braced, looking straight ahead. Hold the bar on your upper chest, gripping it with the hands just wider than shoulder width apart. Press the bar directly overhead. Don't tilt your hips forward during the move. One thing you mentioned too was, you know, the bar travel. Okay, so you're talking about... uh, You got to move your head out of the way. Right, you got to move your head out of the way. So you kind of put your head back a little and then you poke it up and then you, what did you call it? Putting your head through the window. Yeah. Would you call that? Is that what you called it? Yeah. Okay. So you kind of move your head out of the way and then, and then you straighten it out again. Yes. So that's the most dangerous travel. The most dangerous thing you can do is to sway the bar path. Oh, so if you're like, my head's here and I'm going to lift the bar. Well, wait, I'm going to take the bar around my head. Right. I want to go. So you want the bar to go straight up and down, and then you just move your head out of the way for a second and then poke it And back not through. that far. Right, just a little bit. And it, you've never done an aggressive strict press workout if you haven't hit yourself in the face. <laughs> I've done it a million times. You got That's to. why I wear a mouth guard. Oh, yeah. Otherwise it goes. Yep. So the overhead press, yeah. So this one, you know, again, all and this is consistent, all, all of these exercises, the form, the form, the form. You got to figure out the form, go very light. And add weight progressively. Because mm-hmm. if you add, you know, 5, 10 pounds every workout, you're going to get to your max, like, pretty quick. And then it's, you know, maybe a, a few weeks at that, or, you know, a couple, few weeks at a certain weight, then you're progressing every time. But you got to keep pushing. Dude, then the world is your oyster. We can do so much if we get the fundamentals down and the, and the technique down and the form down. And then you gain some of that weight so we can s- test you as, with a strict, a max one rep. Right. Once we get your one rep down, now we can work in off of percentages of that one rep. So put aside your ego is what you're saying. And don't just try to, cause you hear all these people throughout, like you, like you just threw out the 365 bench, you know? So then people hear this and they go, well, if I can only bench 120, then I suck. Right. So, so here, but here's the difference. Here's where you got to set the ego aside. My one rep lifetime max is 365. Yep. So with lots of training and working on it, I actually built up and I bench pressed 365 pounds one time. And year, after years of training. After years. Yeah. And if But if I went into, um, like, if I did a bench press routine for right. the next 12 weeks and it was off of one rep max, it would be 
335. I wouldn't use that 365 number. Right. Because it's just, it's, it's an anomaly. Yeah. It's your lifetime achievement. Yep. I'm not going to use that number to skew the percentages of me trying to train to try and get stronger. Right. No, it makes sense. And you just, well, what's the goal here? You know, you're trying to get stronger, but, right. you know, build your muscles for the ultimate goal of being healthier and bone density and the testosterone production and the human growth hormone. Well, that's what we're concentrating on here. So Look better naked. Yeah. Exactly. So the, you know, the, the numbers, all that matters is that they're progressing. That's what matters. Right. Not how your bench compares to the next dude. You don't know what everybody else has been doing. Right. And, and it's where you're at in your journey. Plus people lie about that shit. Right, exactly. People, where <laughs> you're at in your journey. Right. Exactly. Where people are at in their journey, it, it doesn't matter. Like me, I'd use yeah. 335 right now. I'm right. going to use 365. Yeah. But you care if somebody else can bench 400. I mean, you're not right. You're not scared of that. You're not no. intimidated by that. No, no. I wish I could, but <laughs> wish in one hand, shit in the other. Work harder. Well, exactly. It's it's motivation. Yep. Use it as motivation, inspiration. But all that matters is that you're not stagnating. That right. you're always progressing. That's that's what's important. The progressive overload is is huge because that provides that stim- stimulus to those muscles to adapt. And it won't without because then your muscles go, oh shit, I need to be able to lift that much. Okay, I guess we better. Get in. Get ready. Get ready and, produ- this, and produce some more fiber. Son of a bitch is going to make us do it again. We better get ready. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I mean, the human body is amazing. It is. I mean, just from cavemen develop muscles, you know, just by throwing rocks around and and chasing people and, and running, throwing people around and running and yep. whatever, throwing spears, whatever the hell they were doing, hammering coconuts. I don't know, I don't know what the cavemen did, but they, they did shit that – Stimulated their muscles to grow. And think of... And they knew nothing about this shit. Right. <laughs> it just happened. And guess what they did? They fucking strict-pressed it and deadlift and bench-pressed and squatted. Yep. It was called living. Exactly. Carry Function- this... We're going to... Functional, functional fitness. Functional movement, yep. Yeah, dude, we're going to build a hut around the... You know, we're going to make... We're going to fix it. Yeah, we need to, to the lift cave. this log up... Yeah. ...up high so we can make a door. Yep. <laughs> and they didn't need or anybody to you got to help your buddy up. Yeah, and that log that goes up here, they went like this. They went, well, don't hit yourself in the face, dummy. <laughs> so they moved their head out of the way. Oh, I got to Speaking of this, have you heard the story of Milo of Croton? It's pronounced Crouton. 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 <laughs> This is a great story. It's kind of a fable. I, I have no idea if it's true or not, but it's a it's a fable that illustrates progressive overload. Apparently, there was this old guy in Greece, in ancient Greece, um, that he would carry a baby calf up the mountain every day, and the calf grew every day, right? So he would carry this calf like up and down the mountain every day. So the calf grew. So it was progressive overload by definition because the calf was heavier every day because cat, you know, cows grow, right? So the story, okay, let's see. uh, Did he eat it? I'm sure he did, yeah. But I know this is is kind of a crappy. uh, 
Okay, it says, Milo of Kruton was a six-time Olympic champion who lived in the 6th century BC. As a young man, Milo is reported to have gained his tremendous strength by carrying a calf on his shoulders each day for four years until it grew into a massive bull. As the young calf grew, so did Milo's strength. This story represents the first principle of strength training, the principle of progressive overload. Who knows if that's a bullshit fable or whatever, but it's it's pretty ingenious to think about it. Because you know that a goat, calf, whatever, it's going to get heavier every day because they're growing at a mm -hmm. crazy pace. So, you know, rather than he didn't have dumbbells, you know, add plates to the dumbbell back in the 6th six, century BC. <laughs> Good stuff. I can, right. I can just picture the calf, like, getting used to it. Like, hey, we're going to do our walk. Let's go, bro. Yeah, we're going to do our walk today. Of course, the, the calf got really fat and lazy because he just got carried everywhere. Right. And then fattened him <laughs> up. Then he had juicy ribeyes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. Okay, guys. Well, that was a big five lifts. So Fun. Man, I mean, you could just do if – you know, we're going to – like I said, we're going to do probably multiple episodes on just how to program workouts and all that kind of stuff. But Well, then we're going to talk about scaling them. If somebody just did – From bench to push-ups. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's so many variations. But I bet if somebody just did these big five lifts three times a week – I mean, that's a, not a bad place to start, right? No. Except for switch out the bench, the barbell rows, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, I mean, their life is going to be significantly better, significantly better in three months. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's Sig the amount of muscles and bone density and muscle groups you'd affect just by doing these five, three times a week. And it wouldn't take that long because you're exercising so many muscles at once with each of these lifts because of the compound nature of them. It's a very effective, efficient way to work out. Right. You know, you, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've seen this more than me because I don't go to a gym, but you see the guys doing like 18 different variations of every exercise that they're in there for like three hours, you know. And they're can, bodybuilders. Yeah. I mean, you can. They're just, it's all about hypertrophy. They don't really care about the yeah, longevity or the lifestyle or the just quality of life thing. Yeah. They're just, just aesthetically working on it, on the muscles or whatever. But I mean, you know. I'm looking for efficiency, right? I don't want my workouts to take forever. I want to get optimal results in the shortest time as possible. Right. So, and and it's it's kind of tongue in cheek, but people often ask, "Well, what are you training for?" Life. Yeah. Life. Kid, fall, I, I kid, don't want to be kid a, falls off the boat, or there's a house fire, or you got to climb up to the second window. House fires don't happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows that, oh, especially the day after Christmas. Well, and plus, I just don't want to be a weak, old, frail motherfucker. Right. Right. I mean, there's nothing more pitiful than that. You see somebody, you know, creeping along with a walker, and you know that they didn't have to be there. I mean, and this is a broad generalization, sure. obviously. I mean, everyone has Father Time's undefeated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so Eminem's the only one to beat him. Right. <laughs> but I want to give myself the best odds to be the least frail I can possibly be and have, you know, what's that saying? They call it, it's not, you know, life or longevity or, you know, like the age of death. It's your health span, not lifespan. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, I don't care if you make it to 105. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a bed for yeah. the last 20, right. progressively declining, right. you know, I want to have the longest health span possible, not just lifespan. Yeah. And I'm going to give myself one of these. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, let's get into how fat is Josh? You're not. Let's change. We got to change that jingle. That. <laughs> I'm going to sing it. Grab the tape. I had another stall week. 
You did? Yes. I'm hovering right around 172. Pretty much, I mean, it was just like. I have to find a new play by play guy. I've, I'm just going to stick with you. As, I, the, I, you have to. As you like the curve, you know, you get the easy, easy gains in the beginning. The noobs. Oh, dude. The honeymoon. The, Everyone loves the newbie gains. It's more and more strict. But I feel like my body comp. I smell like Old Spice. <laughs> Thank you. It wasn't a compliment. <laughs> That's my wife. Shit, what's wrong with her? She's like Old Spice. 36. Yeah, son of a bitch. All right. That sucked. That could have been another half inch. This is a body done on Monday, and we're not even gonna fucking talk. <laughs> this is a marathon, not a sprint. You yeah, mean I'm, bastard! Marathon, not a sprint. Guess what I just did? I went back to the starting line. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking pissed. We'll talk about that some other time. Yes, I want to hear all. Of, you should bring that in, and we'll talk about it. So, anyways, down twenty two point six pounds. Um. Yeah, my waist is hovering. Whoops, 36, not 26. I wish. So I need to go get another uh, hydrostatic scan, though, because I feel like. I will tell this story about my in-body, though. Okay. I know we don't have much time. We're no, 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 that's fine. Let's hear it. We're getting long again. All right. We're going to be Rogan here pretty soon <laughs> without the listeners. <laughs> so I'm at the doctor on Monday for my sixth month. I go in every six months. Lipids. Yep. All, all that bullshit. Not bullshit. Everyone should do that. Yes. That's a show idea. We're going to do that soon. We're going to have Carlos in. He, yeah. he agreed to come in and talk about awesome. what test men need to get. That's for you, Trent. So anyways, I said, I, I go to the nurse. I want an in-body. I get them every six months. I want my in-body. She's like, oh, okay. okay. Well, let's just go back to the room and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she's blowing me off. Whatever, I'll the doc. So me and the doc sit in there, and we bullshit for a long time. Um, and he goes, anything else? I said, yes, I want an in-body. And he goes, all right. I said, I asked her like three times walking down here. Why said, are they resisting? I don't get it. I, I'm going there. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> what's going through your head was going through mine at the time. Right. And I'm like, doc, I want to get an in-body. And, and I go, and she blew me off. Like not only did she blow me off. machine broke or what? Yeah. Not only did she <laughs> blow me off and try and change the subject, she tried to push whole flu plant-based bullshit on me. Oh, God. And she goes, you need to watch Game Changers. I said, I've watched it she, six. She said that? Yep. And I said, I've watched it six times, honey. It's all Hollywood production bullshit. And she got up and walked out. <laughs> but anyways. That, well, let's just stop on that for a minute. That angers me that they're promoting that shit. She's, she's a health provider. Personal. She's not promoting it. My doc is, my doc is the, who has this kids, the shrine to his son in his office. Yeah. In his, in his room. And it's all swimming state championships. And he was 17 years old and he's completely fat adapted. Right. But so is she, I, how many people a day is she telling to watch Game Changers? You should try all food. I don't care. Tell him as many as you want. I know, but that's just, you know, indicative of. We just have more people to talk to. <laughs> Um, just it, that, just you know, I was like, "Whoa, that's not you know what you want them saying." Right, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I just I could tell she was let's say passionate about it, oh, so yeah. I just let it go. They always are because we were started throwing punches. <laughs> um, so I go, 
Should have worked uh, your balls like a speed bag. I like my chances. <laughs> but I go, Doc, she fucking blew me off like three times. What's going on? And he goes, she doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, neither do I. He goes, goddamn $20,000 in-body scan, you know, scan, and nobody knows how to use it. And I said, I do. I mean, isn't he it goes, just stand on it barefoot goes, and hit this button? You, you grab follow, these electrodes? You got to follow along. And gra- yeah, but yeah. you just follow along. and then But you have to know how to read it. Right. So, and, <laughs> and, 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 and as proof, it was all in uh, kilograms. <laughs> uh, they didn't have it set to pounds. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, whatever. I can time everything by 2.2. Two, by 2. Those things cost 20 grand. The, the really good one. Wow. So anyways, I go and do it. And I hear him like down the hall and around the corner. And he goes, it's goddamn fucking embarrassing. Not one of us know how to, $20,000 on this thing. And not one of us know how to use it, but our patient does. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I heard his voice kind of trailing off as he was stomping away. <laughs> yeah, but that's Dewey. He's an outlier. <laughs> Anyone can use it. That's funny, man. It was. It was pretty good entertainment. Yeah, well, you have to bring those uh, results in. I will. I'm the next the, one. <laughs> I'm not the only guinea pig around here. I know. It was bad. All right, guys. Well, we went pretty long on this one, so that was a five-big list. We talked about autophagy. We answered Joan's question. Make sure if you have a question. Thanks about, for the question, Joan. Yes, and send I'm, yours to info at fitandfurious.com. We want to know if, what you guys want to know about, topic ideas, uh, what's on your minds. Make sure you watch on YouTube to check out the extra shenanigans we're going to be having, our instructional videos on these on these lifts which we filmed. We're working on those as we speak. So those will be up soon. Um, You can also check out uh, the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. You know, somebody gave a shit this week on our YouTube channel. They said, dude, you have 66 subscribers and like 50 listens on here. What the hell? I listen every week, but what what do we do to get some more numbers up here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they took pity on us. So tell your friends. Yeah, I said, I said, well, hey, we're glad you're here, and tell other people, please. That'll help. So it really does help. I can narrow it down to who that was. <laughs> oh, well, anybody can go on YouTube. It's the it's the one comment on the video on last week's video, so <laughs> not too hard to find. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, make sure you guys share. It really does help help the show and vi- submit video ideas. What do you want to see us do a video on? On the lifts, rowing, yep, yep. pull-ups, yeah. bicep curls, exactly. running. We'll have to get somebody else to do that. I'm learning how to run right now. People are like, <laughs> what do you mean? Just go run. I wish it was that easy. You look like Forrest Gump or what? No, there's jogging and there's running. And pushing with your quads <gasps> is not running. Pulling oh. with your hamstrings is running. Oh, I'm learning right now, and it's so confusing. How can you make running confusing? But it yeah. is. Sounds but it's awful. all about the gate. And... I, I just leave the gate closed. You got to run. <laughs> you got to run. You he just literally run. winced at that time. <laughs> I did. It was so bad. <laughs> it was visceral. Jeez. You couldn't contain it. <laughs> what do we call puns? The lowest form of comedy. Honey. I call him punny. <laughs> yep. My son's like you. He gets angry. Really? So I, I think of every pun I can all day long just to make him and he literally so you're literally hashtag dad jokes he, yeah he clenches his fist and he I gets, did under the table he gets visibly angry <laughs> uh, and I'm good at him too so I think of him all day long everybody that thinks they're good at him are good at him 
I didn't say they were necessarily hilarious, Lord. but I'm good at creating them. What's technically a pun. <laughs> All right. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share. Check out FuriousMerch.com. We got all kinds of cool shirts there, and that also helps support the show. And we will see you next week. I want to go find that guy.